This is an obscure All Things BlizzCon weekend. Delivering BlizzCon 2010 live coverage, highlights, news, and review. With your cataclysmic hosts, Gazimov. Possibly not so sober. Pewter. In your face. And Medros. Indeed. And welcome to a great, great weekend. We are here for BlizzCon. Uh, I am Medros of all things Azeroth. With me, I have uh, a few people from uh, my podcast. Well, one person from my podcast and a few from the obscure cast out of the UK. Uh, so first off, uh, I want to introduce the person who has uh, joined me in um, getting this coverage going. Uh, and that is Gaz from the obscure cast. So how you doing there, Gaz? I'm not doing too bad now. It's been a frantic Friday day, but it's kind of easing off now, I think. How about you? How are you doing? Um, I am doing great. Uh, if our stream actually worked. Um, and I'm trying to get our stream working again because apparently it died. Um, with 130 wow. viewers at the maximum, so um, people should be hearing us again. Um, but uh, we are we are here uh, covering BlizzCon. I also have uh, my with my with uh, me on this side of the pond. We have uh, my good friend Skolnick, who does the Warcraft Less Traveled segments for my show. How are you doing there, Skolnick? I'm doing great. It's going to be a great weekend. I'm really excited. I, I agree. It's going to be an awesome awesome coverage of. A great con that we all wish we were at. Um, and uh, with with Gaz over there, besides his peanut gallery in the background, we have Pewter. How you doing, Pewter? I'm doing good. A little overexcited for an event I'm not actually at, possibly. <laughs> well, uh, so, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's better to be able to see it, even if you can't be there, and cover it for all of our listeners who also can't be there. As we all know, when, Bl when BlizzCon tickets went on sale, I believe Mike Morheim said that the tickets sold out within about 40 seconds each time. Uh, the people who were in line for tickets were were there within 40 seconds or they did not get a ticket. So um, it, is, uh, it is a great way to be able to contact and, and connect with our listeners. And bring them coverage of BlizzCon. Um, I don't know if uh, we will be seeing a lot of news around the World of Warcraft that both of our podcasts cover, but we are no doubt going to see some really awesome, um, really awesome news and very cool stuff going through uh, the, the crowd and, of course, the different panels. Yeah. And I, yeah, I got to do... Just... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, for anybody who is um, trying to tune into our stream, um, I am trying to keep the uh, the internet free and clear, unfortunately, with uh, several people on Skype, several people uh, trying to message me and stuff, and trying to also um, have the chat room and stuff up. It's a bit difficult, but uh, I will continue to try and bring you as much as I can uh, regarding... Um, a solid stream of, of audio and video, of course. So what do you guys think is going to be the big news out of this BlizzCon? We already have the, the, the trailer or the cinematic for Cataclysm. We already have a release date for Cataclysm. Those are the two big things people were hoping would come out here. 
So what do you think is going to be the the big uh, information, the big news this BlizzCon? Well, for me, I thought that the, the big piece of news was going to be the, um, the cinematic, and we've already had that. I'm expecting to see some information about the next StarCraft II expansion, um, but um, I'm, I'm hoping to see some kind of teasers about that. We've got a lot of StarCraft II stages and uh, events going on this weekend, so I th I'm thinking we're going to see a fair bit about that. <clears throat> I'm also hoping to see a lot of progression about Diablo 3 as well, uh, see some of the concepts there evolve as well. How about you? Um, I would I would like to see maybe some previews of what we're going to see um, in the future of, uh, of the uh, game, you know, maybe 4.1 or 4.2. Uh, what other stuff that is not in Cataclysm we might see but uh, uh, really, I'm not sure. There's not really a lot of stuff to actually be seeing, really. There's not a lot of stuff that I can see that they can present new. Uh, we're not going to see the new MMO because there's no, uh, there's no attempt or time slotted that could be the new MMO. Um, so I'm really not sure what to expect at this point. I know if you would have yeah. asked me about I mean, two months ago, if in fact there was going to be some big announcement two months ago, I would have said for sure we would have seen the cinematic. That would be the the big release right before Cataclysm, and maybe at that point, um, based on how far behind they were with, with with development, maybe even the Cataclysm date, the release date. But slowly but surely, they released not only the dates, but they dropped the patch that had a lot of the changes that were in the game and an early release of the cinematic. So. What I probably would have thought would have been a big event turned out to be a pretty good tactful move because I think it really built a lot of excitement up for BlizzCon itself. Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, the last sort of few months have all been about building anticipation, um, but it's kind it's kind of left me at a, a loss at what to expect. So I'm uh, I'm very keen to see the cinematic with with like Gaz with with all the all the sounds, but. I'm very keen on details about questing and raiding. Uh, I'm really keen to see the, the, the sort of the live raid event, but I don't know in terms of announcements. You know, maybe need downloadable content for StarCraft 2. They're going to give us some details about that, but I, yeah, don't. Get, I, I'm kind of at a loss for that for now. Yeah, I think it's so when you bring that up. Do you think that there be... might be? A... Ahead, I was going to say it might actually be a shrewd mood by uh, Blizzard on on in terms of giving out all this information already because they might have something up their sleeve which is going to completely bowl us all over, but we don't know about it at the moment. It could be something that's out there. We will have to wait and see. Sure. There's always the possibility that although they may not drop a whole lot of information about their next MMO, it could be something as simple as giving us a name or even maybe what the topic will be or what the, the subject of the MMO would be, but nothing more. And that's probably going to give us an, enough to speculate about for the next year. Oh, definitely. I mean, much like last year's BlizzCon, between the announcement at the opening ceremony and the, the coverage of other stuff during the raid panels and all the, all, the, all the other panels, there was a lot of stuff to talk about months later. And, of course, a lot of things that people weren't happy about even the day of or months later as well. Um, but it, it, it's always going to be a very interesting in, uh, opening ceremony. I would say who 
Mike Morheim turns it over to, if anyone, um, will be the, really the deciding factor as to what we're what we're going to be seeing. That will be the big, the big, you know, news is what's going to be happening. Whether it's a WoW centric one, um, a Diablo centric one, if they turn it over to the dev, the the main developer of that, or if they turn it over to somebody else who is not involved in any of their current games. Yeah, I I pretty much agree. I mean, there's all sorts of rumors flying around. I mean, I've had a lot of um, comments via email. Well, various comments via email saying they're going to announce this or they're going to announce that. But yeah, we we can't really say either way. Um, we can just sort of focus on the smaller panels that we're actually looking forward to. I think. Yeah. It, what what panel do you guys are you guys looking forward to really? Uh, I think in today's panel, I'm looking forward to the, uh, in terms of the WoW panels, I'm looking forward to the Dungeons and Raids panel and the Quests and Lore panel. I'm hoping there's going to be a, a lot of information there about what we can look forward to in Cataclysm, particularly how the dungeons have evolved uh, from going into Wrath and into Cataclysm. I'm hoping that, they've, that they talk about the lessons that they've learned from the Wrath dungeons and, uh, and describe about how they're implementing various changes in the, burning, in the Cataclysm dungeons. Um, apart from that, I'm looking forward to the kind of the story Q&A for StarCraft 2 as well. Um, partly because I'm a bit of a law geek like that, uh, and partly because it's one of the things that people forget quite a lot. I don't forget law. I, I think that's one of my favorite things in terms of what I'm looking forward to. A lot of it's going to be quests and law. And it, in terms of the uh, story Q&A for StarCraft 2, that's what I'm at. In terms of the game, that's what I'm actually interested in is the story. So I think that's almost going to be more important to me than the dungeons and raids, even though I am a keen raider. So I'm also looking forward yes, to you... the sort of... Go ahead. I was going to say, do you actually think that maybe Blizzard has learned some from BC and the Wrath of the Lich King in terms of lore and how story development works? Do you see that maybe this upcoming expansion is going to be a real significant change for Blizzard where maybe the lore and the quest lines, like you mentioned, will be phased and uh, kind of develop a full story all the way in through uh, Deathwing? Oh, definitely. I mean, what what I've I mean, I'm not going to say too much about the beta. I've obviously been in it, but definitely in the way they they've told stories, um, they managed to keep they managed to keep the player at the center of that sort of your personal story, um, and yet bring tied all back into the to the to the whole to the overarching story without. And it doesn't feel so clumsy as 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 Arthur's felt in Wrath of the Lich King. Like, you can't suddenly randomly come across him and that would be about it, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I think that's definitely something they've learned. I mean, that's something I can see they've learned, and I hope we see that more in the dungeons and the raids and the progression once we've actually finished the initial, or once we're established in the initial content, where they're going to take it with the next, with the subsequent patches, basically. So... Correct. I could definitely see how by the time we get to the end game with, at uh, 85, in a matter of uh, six months, they'll start releasing the type of raids and um, lead up to what will eventually be the Deathwing fight. So it'll be really fun to see how they build that up. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping because I think Alduar was a, it was such a brilliant raid. And a lot of people, I think a lot of people have felt that Alduar was so much better than Ice Crown. 
Um, yeah. So I'm interested in seeing how they're going to pace it as well. I think pacing is going to be quite important because that's something they definitely fell down on in uh, Wrath of the Lurch King. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Alduar was one of the richest raid instances I've been in for a very long time. And Ice Crown almost felt like an anticlimax uh, to that extent when it was released. Uh, although they've had a lot of um, lore information in there in terms of the bosses that you fight, just in terms of the rich detail on the atmosphere that existed in Alduar, it's something that I, I feel has been missing from a lot of the other encounters. Oh, wow, that's an interesting statue on the live feed at the moment. So pretty. Yeah, they definitely always, they definitely have some interesting art at uh, BlizzCon. What do you think of, what do you make of the uh, the presenter stage at the, the BlizzCon uh, Direct TV stage at the moment? Um, right now, I had to refresh it, so I'm seeing uh, clips of last year. And man, there are some interesting clips. <laughs> yeah, they're filtering a lot of through the uh, costume contest. It appears. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of hyped about that as well. I'm really keen to see what people come up with this year. And they're playing through another another lot of clips. Yeah, that is one interesting work on a on a work. They must have brought that in from their campus or something, or or maybe it's a. <laughs> Less heavy than the bronze one they have at at, at Blizzard's headquarters. All right, so we are sitting right now, guys, at 15 minutes until the uh, until the opening ceremonies start. Um, now, for those who uh, who may perhaps have not uh, checked out uh, the page that we have for this uh, little event that we're throwing here. Um, we have a, a schedule, a planned schedule for this event. Um, and it, it is, at this point, uh, still a, a plan that we will be going ahead with, uh, though, of course, anything can change, and Blizzard can always ruin our plans for us. So um, if things do change between now and when um, an event, one of, our, one of our recordings is about to happen, uh, we will do our best to update you via Twitter. Now... Um, the the shows today are going to be the one we're doing now, which is for the opening ceremonies, and then at um, eight thirty p.m. Uh, Pacific time tonight, we will be doing another show, basically a wrap up of the day. the uh, The actual live show of that one starts at nine p.m. Pacific time, and that will run for uh, one hour long. Uh, that's what was it five or six a.m. We're going to be starting at five thirty a.m. I think with the pre-show and which is some an insane time in the morning. Uh, wow. In fact, no, 5 a.m. In, in, in the UK, I beg your pardon. Um, and we'll be going live at around about... Uh, in fact, no, I beg your pardon, 5.30 a.m. Uh, UK time. So we'll be going live at uh, 6. So, so this, this is the commitment you're having from the British side of the team. <laughs> yeah, we, we will be around all evening as well, so... And on behalf, on behalf of all of the people listening, I'm sure we're very happy to, to have you guys on the stream, uh, helping us cover BlizzCon and give your unique UK perspective. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Indeed. As now, um, <laughs> since since a lot of people are wondering, and, and I'm sure um, very curious, we, we, we've all been talking about 
all of these prizes we were planning to give out uh, during this coverage. And uh, let me give you a bit of a rundown of everything that we have um, that we're planning to give out uh, between now and our final show on Saturday night. Um, we have a, um, a Warcraft Stein from Taberncraft, uh, who will be sponsoring the coverage, and I'll actually mention them in just a moment. Um, we have Curse t-shirts, we have Curse premium subscriptions, we have loot codes, we have a Celestial Steed, and uh, Gaz, I, I, I heard you, you were planning to bring some prizes uh, uh, that, to the table as well. Yep, so we've uh, managed to uh, dig out a uh, Papa Hummel's uh, loot card, and we're hoping to have a couple of in-game pets to throw in the pot as well. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, then by all means, stay tuned. For sure. And um, all, all of the, uh, the prizes, uh, if, you, if you win a prize, just uh, uh, email um, just email me. I'll work, I'll work out where your prize is coming from and how to get it to you. Uh, that's medros at allthingsazeroth.com if you win anything. And I do want to, to congratulate all of our winners who have won stuff in the last uh, a few weeks or months leading up to this. We had a lot of people who won uh, tickets to the raid event at BlizzCon this weekend. Uh, people who won tickets to the uh, to the um, Curse VIP party to, that is going on tonight. Uh, that's a party I wish I was going to, I tell you. Yeah. I, I yeah. VIP party would I'd like to be there, I think. Any party Although that... this, we're, we're kind of at a party already, so I, can't, I really can't complain. <laughs> any any party like that I get Kevin, to skip yeah. ahead in the line of other people, that's a party I want to go to. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll settle for sitting in a room with a lot of beer and um, a lot of the geeky stuff that's in this house, because it is quite awesome. Well, for... for... To, to, to let you know what geeky stuff I've got around me, uh, I've got to the um, to the left of my Mac, I've got my Griffin Hatchling plushie. To the right of my Mac, I've got my Murky pet, my like the plushie. Um, I've got a poster behind me. I've got my bookshelf with all the Warcraft books behind me. Um, and uh, on the table beside me, I've got both of my collector's edition World of Warcraft and the Rathalichian collector's edition boxes. So well, I'm surrounded by Warcraft here. I've been feeling the Warcraft. Yeah, yeah, you're not the only one. I mean, I came in and the, one of the first things came into this house, and one of the first things I saw was the hatchling, and then the horde hatchling as well. <laughs> and there's 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 a, there's a bookshelf behind us that's just stuffed to the gills with random Warcraft stuff and other stuff. It's not all Warcraft. I'm getting nasty looks now. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Okay, it's not all Warcraft stuff. I promise. But it's a very Warcraft theme here. We've also got um, some of our guests bought, one of our guests bought a uh, homemade Moonkin, which is unbelievably cute. And um, Alliance Mittens, which is very cool. <laughs> and I want a pair. <laughs> yes, please. I will wear them. I will wear the Alliance Mittens indoors, even though I'm not cold. Okay. So, yeah, that's the kind of geek crew we've got going on here, here this evening. Like it is a bit crowd. of a geek nirvana at the moment, but uh, I, I think we're all kind of getting into the spirit of things, getting there, just watching the the feed and just waiting for that big announcement in about 10 minutes' time now. Uh, I, I, yeah, just, just to let you know, I actually did grab my Diablo 2 box, just so there's a little bit more than just Warcraft. 
okay you've got as much warcraft stuff around as we've got we will we, we, we'll take take that point <laughs> hang on a minute you i think i've got my original more. starcraft cds around here somewhere <laughs> oh no that's not fair those are in a yeah. box outside come on now it's like you're you're adding one more buff of, of nerdness and, and geekiness to, to, to your aura. I, I am I'm, I'm feeling heavily buffed with with uh, Blizzard goodness here. Um, I'm ready for a yeah. BlizzCon. I'm ready for big news. I'm ready for an awesome BlizzCon weekend. And I honestly, guys, I can't say that I, there's any greater people I'd want around me than the guys I have on the chat here, as well as all of our people in the chat room. Um, we do thank you for joining us. Um, now, before we do get on with covering the actual opening ceremony, I do want to give a shout out to, of course, the sponsor of my podcast, All Things Azeroth, as well as somebody who is, uh, has helped us with sponsoring this coverage here. Uh, that is Tavern Craft. They make some really awesome steins. Uh, they make Warhammer, Lord of the Rings. They make Warcraft steins. Um, they've got some really awesome stuff over at taverncraft.com that you really should check out. Um, the quality of the product is is unbelievable. Uh, Haster, who's a mod in our chat room, as well as our, our normal mod, Jen Aspod, uh, she, uh, both of them have tavern craft product uh in their possession and and if you ask them they can tell you how absolutely awesome uh those those product are the the quality of the steins and the tankards um and the glassware that they provide over Taverncraft is absolutely uh unbelievable and definitely something you want to check out um now if you go to taverncraft.com uh, you will find some some absolutely stunning product that is available even right now um some of the some of the kind of stuff that you can see over there, they have uh, the the uh, the Lord of the Rings glassware. It's not steins, it's not a mug, it's not tankards. Um, this is stuff that is basically just you know your, your usual glassware that you drink you know your water out of or whatever. And these are themed after the two big um, inns that you find in the Lord of the Rings trilogy and the Hobbit books, the Prancing Pony and the Green Dragon. Um, the, the, the glassware is really awesome. Those are actually on their way to us now. Um, and those will be one on all things Azeroth podcasts, but the product that we're going to have here, um, is going to be actually a Warcraft Stein. Um, now Haster, as I said, in our chat room has this, one of the Steins, and I believe what we're going to be giving away is just the one he has. It's the Epic Lich King Stein. And <laughs> he says it makes drinking Mountain Dew even better. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm sure I, I, I'm hoping that our, our friends from the UK aren't offended that he's drinking Mountain Dew from an, from an epic stein. Well, we're not offended. Um, one of the things that's going to happen this weekend is actually my first ever taste of Mountain Dew because we don't have a lot of it over here. But Gaz has a, Gaz has a local source. He knows people and it's got extra caffeine. And I'm very excited to actually try Mountain Dew because I've heard so much about it from my US friends. But I kind yeah. of wish I could drink it from an epic stein. Um, because well, that would be epic. how would you how would you like to drink it not only from an epic stein but an epic murloc stein i think an epic murloc oh, stein i think i might die of the epic <laughs> that, I, I, I am more enthusiastic than i sounded there i was trying to be very serious about it well the the <laughs> if, you, if you go to the taverncraft website and go through to the warcraft ones the the murloc one that is shipping in late november or sorry mid-november um the the lid on it is a murloc head so to even get to your drink you must lift off the head of a murloc it is that awesome and the artwork on it 
is unbelievable. Uh, it shows several different of the the, the families and, and types of Murlocs we have in-game, and it is a really awesome art piece of artwork. Um, and I really encourage you, if you haven't ever looked at a Tavern Craft Stein, um, they, they, I know they seem expensive, but for what you're getting, these are very, very worth uh, the 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 money you're spending. Um, I am going to be an Emberlock one myself. It's already on order, and I cannot wait to be able to get one of these really awesome uh, one of these really awesome steins for myself. Um, after having given away so many on the on my show away, um, I'm really excited to see what. Uh, what actually having one in my hand feels like. So that's again, taverncraft.com. Check them out. And we do look forward to uh, giving away one of those on our final show of this coverage. Yeah, I've looked at those uh, steins myself and I have to say they are very impressive pieces of kit. I would love to be able to cut one of mine, uh, one of those steins over to one of the local beer festivals we have here. Just slam it on the bar and say, fill it up. Just be now awesome. you're talking. <laughs> we have a lot of beer festivals here but we don't generally tend to have a lot of the warcraft signs so i think we need to redress that balance a little yeah maybe sure. i should replace my pewter mug <laughs> which is what i normally use at beer festivals nothing better than a murloc stein to replace a pewter mug i think indeed and and they're they're a high quality one they're fine fine stoneware like they're they're a product that you're not gonna not going to have Smash. to worry about and breaking too easily. Uh, you know, you don't want to be, you may not wash run through a dishwasher, um, but the tankard of terror, at least um, Jen, our moderator has one. And she says that it could be used as a mace. <laughs> well, you know, maybe I need to look uh, towards my uh, dwarf enhancement shaman costume for, for BlizzCon next year then. That that could very well be, and uh, right now actually they're they have such a high high order of the ta the uh, ta tankard of terror right now that they actually can't deliver anymore until uh, late November. So uh, you may if you want to order one for BlizzCon next year, you may want to get one very soon. Um, but uh, we are three minutes out from uh, the BlizzCon, and now my feed is buffering again. Um, so hopefully we'll have uh, coverage starting shortly after the actual announcements start and. Uh, we can provide you with uh, some awesome coverage of the opening ceremony. Yeah, they're still showing us awesome statues at the moment. Yeah. Looks like they're doing a, a quick walkthrough of where the developers uh, play and relax and kind of a, a look inside of where where they work and what they do. This looks pretty comfy. Yeah, I... I you know, the I would have thought the pool, pool queue would look like Frostmourne. <laughs> or at least a staff like at least a staff come on okay i want that that that's bigger than mine i i want that that is huge yeah we we just got past the embrace your inner geek placard on the statue outside oh. and there was a big chair in the room for that we sounds like we're 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 a few uh minutes behind here yeah it's, it's probably about 45 seconds maybe back all right, so yeah, we're just we're just coming back to Cat Hunter and Jeff something or other um, at the uh, the desk there, um, and uh, yeah, there's some really awesome stuff here, like at BlizzCon, uh, really awesome figurines they've got there. Um, really, really wish I could be there and have some of these, but um, 
Let's see here. Uh, talk amongst yourselves in a moment, guys. I have, I have a call coming in one sec. <laughs> yeah, we just we've just we've just finally seen that pool queue, and it, you know it it is pretty cool. Um, yeah. I mean, the whole working environment there looks amazing. As you kind of wonder if maybe they have a, you know a little door somewhere which they, where they then go through, and there's cubicles as far as the eye can see. And this is this is kind sure. of a public place, but uh, looks like an amazing place to work. Mm -hmm. yeah. Don't get me wrong, my place of work has a pool table in the office as well, but nothing nearly as cool as this. <laughs> Nothing uh, nearly as cool. Not as with the bar next to it, I take yeah, it. There's kind of various workplace ethics that we have in the UK. About. But it clearly looks like the type of environment that would, if in fact used, promote thought <laughs> and promote creativity, where they actually would be able to sit around, shoot, shoot some pool, have some drinks, watch some TV, and, and discuss maybe whatever their next development item is going to be. Steal giant plushies at the same time. <laughs> and there you go. I would steal that plushie too. I really don't blame her. I, I, I want the, the, the Griffin one. That's all I can say. Both would be quite fine for me. The feed Ooh. here is showing that the opening ceremony at the main stage is now beginning. Oh, we, right. we are definitely behind because we're, we're still on a countdown. Okay, we're, well, we're currently looking at the glass model, uh, glass cases with all the various models okay. and so on. So oh, about we'll, a minute uh, behind. Yeah, we'll we'll try and uh, not spoil too much, but uh, sorry if we do. Um, uh, we'll cope. <laughs> everyone else in the room will be fine. They won't be spoiled. It'll just be us two. So yeah. So right now they're showing uh, scenes from different games: Warcraft, Starcraft. Um, I think they're going into Diablo now. Um, I see we're going to hear from Mike Morheim first, as always. Uh, that's generally how they do the opening ceremony. Yeah, there's Mike Morheim. Nope, that is not Mike Morheim. So you're talking, hearing from Gary Plattner, lead, one of the lead artists on WoW. He's a lead environment artist right now. And he's, of course, doing the pumping up the crowd stuff and talking about different uh, different people in the crowd and and stuff. So let's see here. One thing that becomes really apparent here is that they have gone all out, and I know they've done this in previous years, but they've spared no expense to make this uh, very exciting. And you can just tell by the, the attention to detail that they put for their entire surroundings here is just incredible. So it's yeah, very impressive yeah. to see. For sure. It that, looks really awesome in there. Yeah. That that opening animation was – you were a little bit behind here, but that opening animation was pretty damn cool. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, definitely something that was worth seeing. Um, and of course there's lots of demo computers they showed earlier in their uh, when they were testing all their cameras out there were rows and rows of computers with Diablo 3, Starcraft 2 and World of Warcraft Cataclysm looks like we're just getting the um, the audience warmed up at the moment on us so we're, we're still behind so we, we yeah. have that one minute latency <laughs> If this was a raid boss, we'd be stuffed right now. <laughs> we really would. So Gary here is uh, is showing people the different levels of excitement they they may experience during the con. Like first, uh, you know, you know, sort of the golf clap version of the, the audience uh, appreciation. Then you know, you know, surprising is what he's going through now. And I assume the next one's going to be, oh my god, that's amazing type reaction. 
<laughs> Hashir in our charm says they're lowering, lowering expectations. Um, no, I don't <laughs> don't think they're lowering them. I think they're just uh, quietly hyping them. In fact, they're slowly slowly hyping. Yeah. So I'm currently um, seeing reports on uh, Twitter at the moment saying that there are still queues outside the convention center at the moment. Wow, that's absolutely amazing! Like they're they're still got people queuing up, and it's already started. That's just crazy. Yeah, it's it's been crazy at the moment. Wow, that's quite some green hair that girl's got there in the crowd. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm going to be watching out for now when we when our feed finally gets to it. <laughs> I want green hair. Well, no, not actually. I might get fired if I got green hair, but. And of course, now we have Mike Morheim taking the stage. Uh, of course, I believe he's the bassist of Elite Torn Chieftains, uh, co-founder and CEO of Blizzard Entertainment. Um, and he, of course, talks at every um, every event that Blizzard does worldwide. A lot of excitement for Mike in the chat room there. <laughs> Mike Morheim, I, I gave the guy props. He came, he, he, he took care of an issue at Blizzard on his freaking honeymoon. He has my respect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's the level of dedication so, like the, some of the more obvious, more public Blizzard employees have is, is pretty amazing. Definitely, definitely. Now, I, I'm looking at his... his uh, bowling shirt there that's not a logo i see on the front there that i've seen before anybody recognize that uh in in the chat here or in the uh, in the uh skype here it looks like a, well, we're, a we're, we're... go ahead it looks like a triangle with a uh, a winged creature standing in the middle of it on his uh where his uh shirt pocket might be very interesting yeah. I, I I don't recall. I mean, it would almost look like a demon, maybe, or a, uh, like a, a Illidan, maybe, or something. But I'm not sure. It's very interesting. Now we're uh, finally getting to see him. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's just walking up to the stage now. <laughs> okay, this mysterious logo. Yeah. So there's lots of. Uh, Lots of Warcraft and, and uh, other stuff in the audience. Elf ears and people wearing... Yeah, that, that triangle logo is a... Um, we reckon it's the Protoss Starcraft II uh, emblem. Okay. Which, which is interesting. I would never have pitched um, Mike Morheim as a Protoss player myself. <laughs> well, maybe he had to uh, spread the love out because Protoss is the next one they're coming out with, right? The next uh, game in the series? Yeah, next next um, chapter of StarCraft Two. Yeah, I think it's Protoss is the next one, and I think they're finishing up the series with the Zerg one. Is that right? Oh, I'm being corrected. Apparently, the Zerg is next one. Okay. At this point, it looks like he's going through the history of, of Blizzard and the their accomplishments that they've had over the course of the last year and over the course of the last maybe decade regarding. Uh, Diablo, StarCraft, and whatnot. Next next year will be two years or twenty years that Blizzard's been around. That's uh, a lot a lot of time. <laughs> so 
Yeah, that logo on the shirt, I've just compared it to the logo on the front of my StarCraft II Collector's Edition box, and yes. it's a match. <laughs> so it is the Protoss logo then? Uh, I think it's actually the Wings of Liberty uh, triangle. Okay. <clears throat> so that would be a Terran logo. Just had to raise my mic a little bit to uh, allow me to see the la my laptop screen where the uh, the uh, opening ceremonies is. And I, I do apologize for everybody for the dead air that we may have here and there. Um, I think we're all trying to both let you guys know what's going on, but while also actually hearing what's going on <laughs> as well ourselves. It's a little distracting, isn't it? It, it is a bit hard to do coverage of, uh, of opening ceremonies, um, but... Uh, Hopefully we'll we'll hear some stuff that will will silence our tongues a little. <laughs> Especially since a lot of this initial stuff is uh, not visual. It's a lot of it is uh, where he's giving information. Yeah. It's kind of hard to to, to translate that immediately. I, I really hope that they will do a full big screen viewing of the Cataclysm cinematic though. <laughs> right. I still hold out hope that there's a possibility that they, although the cinematic had a beginning, middle, and an end, that there might be more, that maybe there was some other destruction scenes that were not included in the initial leaked one that is the kind of been the official one for now. Or so, possibly some uh, views of the uh, actual characters that we've seen in previous uh, there you cinematics. Go. I don't know. I would quite like to see a few more places completely destroyed. I'm quite into seeing... Huge destruction, apparently. Yeah, destruction. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it goes, but, um, it goes to our inner demolitionist in us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think some of the characters. I know mean, the character from Deep Hole. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the tiny little figures, <laughs> um, hammers mainly. Uh, but I'd like I'd like to see more of characters. That's one of the great things about the Burning Crusade cinematic was that you saw characters that you'd seen kind of previously and you and you saw the new races and that was one of the amazing things about it so i'd like to see i'd like to see wargan and goblin more wargan and goblin needs more mm -hmm. wargan and goblin yeah that's one of the things that if you compare the the original wow cinematic and the burning crusade cinematic and then the wrath cinematic um you can see an evolution away from just displaying what the game was about in terms of the classes and the characters and so on, and moving more towards uh, describing what the extra expansion was about. I'm not sure if that's a good move or a bad move. And just for me, sometimes just seeing the cinematics and what the developers are able to do, um, it just got almost flex their muscles and, and being able to be creative and um, artistic with that is really exciting, I think. Because uh, a lot of times we've heard over the years that World of Warcraft is a little bit behind the times in terms of some of the visuals and some of the the, the game engine nowadays. In order to, so it, but I, I can see where they're doing that, so it will fit on most people's PCs and be able to, to run successfully or max. But to see the cinematics is a, a real impressive thing, and I think that from a developer standpoint, they have to be excited by being able to be let loose, to be able to do that type of creative destruction, if you will. So it's yeah. really great to see. 
<laughs> push, the, push the boundaries, basically. So, yeah. So uh, Mike Morheim has just announced that they'll be that they uh, from the sale of the Pandaren pet, uh, they they do, they raised one point one million dollars for Make a Wish Foundation, and that they're doing another pet, a Moonkin hatchling, uh, that will be also be a charity pet. And they're also auctioning off some actual World of Warcraft hard, server hardware for the really geeky players of World of Warcraft. Uh, and the 100% of those proceeds will go to Make-A-Wish as well. The, well, the type of hardware that, that he mentions? Go ahead, Gaz. I was going to say, I, I'm, I think it's quite interesting that they're going to be auctioning off the, um, the old server hardware. Uh, I haven't, we haven't caught up with any of the hardware specifics. Did he mention anything there? He didn't. He just says hardware from, that they've replaced from World of Warcraft servers. I imagine just just blade blade servers and and racks and stuff from the recent upgrades. I imagine. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm sure it'll be wiped so that people can't use it to play World of Warcraft. Yeah, we've just had the news in the room about the Mookin hatchling, and there is much excitement. I, I hear you have some pet collectors in the room. <laughs> yes, uh, Moonkin fanatic as well. <laughs> uh, I, I who, who was also. Well, I can definitely, definitely see you on that one. We we we've managed to get um, several pets. I, I've got a huge collection myself. I'm a big fan of the in-game pets, um, but I, I know that we've got several in the room as well. We're, we're actually going to be uh, donating one of the uh, Pandaren monks as one of the prizes. It's only going to be uh, usable on either the European or the Russian servers because of the restrictions with the redeemable code, but right. we will be offering that up as one of the prizes for the weekend. Sorry, say that again? I missed that, sorry. What is that? <laughs> well, uh, I think in the, in the tradition of uh, the Brits being interested in drinking, we'll be going to offering up one of the Pandaren monks as a uh, prize for the, um, for the weekend. It's only going to work on the uh, EU and Russian servers due to restrictions with the uh, Blizzard redeemable codes. Okay. But uh, we'll be offering that up as one of the prizes for the weekend. Awesome. I will make a note of that in my list of prizes here. Mike Warheim's talking about the different ma gaming uh, leagues that are around Blizzard games, StarCraft, Diablo, and Warcraft as well. It, it, one of the things that amazes me is that Warcraft 3 is still a popular choice for uh, RTS tournaments. It's, uh, it's still an awesome game. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that we haven't seen a, a large migration across from... Uh, Warcraft 3 to Starcraft 2, but um, it might be because of the different um, faction balancing uh, setups. But um, I'm also surprised that it, it, Starcraft 2 is still seen as the go-to strategy um, game more so than things like League of Legends and um, Defense of the Ancients uh, at present. Yes. Do you find, um, or Pewter, do you find that you are heavily into PvP, whether it's 
Warcraft or even Starcraft 2? I mean, do those type of panels and those brackets that they're going to be setting up, is that something you're interested in? Kind of. I'm I'm interested in PvP as a kind of peripheral thing because I'm I'm trying to improve myself in elemental I'm a shaman blogger trying to improve myself in elemental PvP so I can actually write about it more. Right, right. But in terms of but so it's interesting seeing the people who really, really know what they're doing, but it's definitely going to be more the Warcraft PvP than the uh Starcraft. I mean one of the attractions of Warcraft has always been the cooperation side. So PvP has definitely been a slow burner in terms of my interest in it, but it, 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 it's growing. It's growing. I think for me, it's it's been a kind of flip side. Um, I used to be very interested in uh, Warcraft PvP uh, back before we had resilience and separate PvP gears, because I used to raid heavily, and I could just pull all the gear into battlegrounds and dominate the scenario. But since arenas have come in and you've had... Um, uh, PvP gear with resilience on it, and uh, now you've got rated battlegrounds. My interest in it has kind of faded away. That said, I'm really into StarCraft 2 PvP because of the strategy elements. I was a big fan of the original StarCraft PvP elements, and now we've seen that move into StarCraft 2, I'm definitely a fan of being able to go in there, log on, and just try putting your brains against someone. It, I find that Warcraft PvP is much more um, dependent on reaction time, whereas StarCraft 2, it's much more uh, strategy, both micro-strategy and macro-strategy. More tactical, you're saying? Yeah, more tactical, more cerebral in experience, rather than just who can hit their buttons the quickest. Sure, sure. I'm not sure that I you have know, a specific a... type of PvP. I just enjoy knowing how to counter abilities when I see them being, if you see what I mean, learning how to counter things. But I, I'm definitely not a strategic thinker. So I'm very okay. much looking forward to rated battlegrounds. Uh, we're just getting the um, dancing contest previews from last year coming up on, on our screen, hence some of the giggles, if you can hear them. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> while we're uh, looking back at a year of, of Blizzard's uh, stuff, uh, let's give us some in the chat room, shall we? Uh, let us give out a loot code. Uh, so uh, anybody who wants to win a loot code, um, let me know how much you're excited to be listening to us cover BlizzCon. You better be very, very excited. Well, I'm not. I'm not seeing any I'm excitement very now. Demonstrable. Now, so it, it, it must not be very exciting for these people. I mean, they really uh, must not be looking at it. Must not care at all about that they're actually listening to us talk about BlizzCon. I feel really so sad. sad. I, I, I feel I, unloved. Oh, I'm, come I'm, on, guys. I'm feeling very unloved as well. Um, Either that or the combined awesome of the four of us on, on, on the show has just managed to collapse the uh, chat room completely and they're just uh, unable to decide how to respond. There we go. We've got, we got a few things coming through now. Yeah, still <laughs> not sure. I'm, I'm feeling the excitement of these not people. Not feeling it. Must be somewhat of a delay. We can blame it on that. Yes, yes. I've seen two people respond, um, but I guess everybody else is is just uh, not listening. Uh, they're not they're not paying attention. <laughs> Everyone's just realised. Oh, they mentioned loot code. <laughs> I better there we something. go. There's some excitement. <laughs> I I can see someone who's possibly leading the. There we go. Someone's so excited they stopped breathing. Hmm. 
Mm. <laughs> People are now doing impressions of in the background. <laughs> All right. Well, P Peter, I will let you choose who will be the winner of our loot code. Who do you feel is the most excited of everybody in the chat room? Mm, I think... <laughs> I'm going to go with Eel. Although Angel Levin was very closer, close even. Sorry, who's uh, who's uh, the most excited in your opinion? It's going back, going back a few. Well, I, I I think Angel Oven Forcer was Angel Oven for I don't know how to say that. Is definitely the most excited there. All right. Uh, well, congratulations, Angel Ange Angelo V Enforcer and. Uh... <laughs> Drop right on his pants just tripled, apparently. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would probably say I only really go for epic loop, but there we go. <laughs> and uh, oh. just so everybody knows. The, the prize that Angelo V Enforcer won is a Footsteps of Illidan loot code. So congratulations, mate. Congratulations. You can stop talking about your pants now. Thank you very much. <laughs> we should probably explain the difference between American pants and British pants at some point. Yeah, we really should. Because <laughs> I, I think in America, pants mean trousers. Yeah. But in, in the UK, pants mean what you wear under your trousers? Your knickers. <laughs> yeah. So, so, sorry, Eeyore, you were very close, but Angel just kind of pushed the bar so high that his, yeah, pants. Oh, dear. Yeah, I thought it was Angel Oven Forcer as well. I was thinking, what have baked products got to do with angels? Is it a holy bakery or something? <laughs> Heavenly donuts. <laughs> Heavenly donuts. Yeah, there's a comment going around the room that Mike Moorhang has uh, been um, been visiting the William Shatner School of Dictation at the moment. <laughs> yeah, he's um, he's being a little haltingly. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just describing the uh, the band on tomorrow night, little known folk band. In the UK, have you ever heard of Tenacious D before uh, BlizzCon's announcement? Yeah, we he's they're they're kind of huge over here as well. Okay, I, I've I, never heard of them until earlier this week. I can tell you, lies, lies, and slander. 
I can tell you, honestly, I've never heard of them before BlizzCon. Uh, you are in for a treat. They, they are a fantastic band. <laughs> I, I, it was that bluff and the bluff I managed to get away with Munchkin until... You didn't get away with it for very long. I asked him if, okay. he, knew, if he knew how to play Munchkin before I came over and he said, no, no, not at all. Um, that lasted about 10 minutes, I think. So... I don't know about you guys, but my stream is uh, showing buffering. Um, I think you just in introduced Chris Metzen. I'm not entirely sure, though, as all I'm getting is buffering and status. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's definitely. We, we've still got. Yeah, we've still got Mike Chris Moore, Metzen here uh, talking. <laughs> Hopefully, we can fix up the, the sink. So, so you're encouraging me slowing up my feed so that I will be as. As delayed as you. Gotcha. Thank you for that. No, 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 no. We're <laughs> going to try and catch up with you by, by the next show. I, think. I, I see. I see. <laughs> uh, Angel, uh, as your Angelo V Enforcer, check your uh, private messages on uh, um, on Ustream. There's instructions there. You are as well. Please check yours as well, please. Thank you. That's interesting. They're doing pre-orders for Cataclysm through Blizzard Direct, through the Blizzard Store, uh, and those yeah. um, th those um, uh, downloads will be uh, active uh, immediately on release day, which is quite interesting. So, unless you're getting uh, your copy from a midnight launch or something similar, you might be able to get it earlier if you buy it direct from Blizzard. That's, uh, that's Chris I mean, just... I definitely consider getting that. Yeah, we just we yeah we're just getting Chris Metzen coming up on screen now. Hopefully. I'm hearing every second or third word. I think he just did his for the horde thing. Yeah, the um, the only reason I'm getting the copy direct from the the store. Uh, or the high street store rather than getting it online is uh, for the collector's edition. Uh, I've managed to get the collector's editions for both Wrath and uh, Burning Crusade, and I'm determined to try and do that again for, for Cataclysm. Okay, I'm trying to reload my stream now to try and... Uh... Try and get this so that I can actually play it. Oh, I'm getting audio at least. There we go. Now it's a bit cleared up. There you go. Okay, he's doing a kind of crowd interactive thing. <laughs> yeah, he's doing his for the horde thing. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> a lot of booze for the alliance. Yeah, I'm hearing that. <laughs> Just ask the audience if we'd played any good RTS games lately. So, I know you guys are a bit behind us here, but uh, Metzen is saying people there's there's a word that that he wants people BlizzCon to hear and a contentious and, and all the stuff and now he says he's hoping that what he's budget price is going to work i'm very curious what it's going to be what hasture the chairman thinks is going to be the new ip <laughs> hasture please don't make me ban you because you're my moderator i want you to be behaving <laughs> Detour. Hold on. Okay, so he's pressing his clicker and nothing's happening. Uh, oh, geek. Okay. Oh. Okay, yeah, we're all geeks. We know that, Chris. Thank you. Okay. I like Chris Metzen and all, but this is killing me here. Yeah. I don't... So okay, we have the, I believe, a StarCraft image behind the word geek on the screen right now at uh, the BlizzCon main stage. <laughs> yeah, he's milking the audience a, a bit. Yeah. yeah. He, he he's definitely a very good presenter. He cannot <laughs> uh you cannot deny that at all. He feels very comfortable on stage and is, is doing his best to show uh geek toys now, it appears. Yeah. We, we there's some transformers and I'd like to point out we are now sitting at what should be the end of the opening ceremony. This is when it should be. Yeah. <laughs> we finally yeah, got we, the word here. 20, 20 oh, seconds. Hi. Oh, there we are. It's going through the things that everybody in the room can relate to. And everybody can relate to these. Conan, okay. Okay. So we've had so far Transformers, the 20 sided die, and Conan as Geek is. So next one is Captain America. All right. So this is. Okay. So we've now had. It's very geeky thing so far. We've had Transformers, Captain America, <laughs> and I have no idea who that is. 
We'll let you know when we catch up. Yeah, some All samurai right. guy or something. <laughs> I don't know. Very, that very, no, that's not very in Rin. Thundercats. Oh, there yeah. Thundercats. I love Thundercats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're getting cheers at all the pictures now. Yes! <laughs> and the dice. <laughs> I stream died. I don't know what the latest geek is. Is He moved on to oh. uh, a shot of Luke Skywalker. He named him as this guy. <laughs> and the latest one is a guy riding a dragon. Yeah, the like, internet, uh, dra internet dragons are very geeky, though. You have to are. admit. Yes. It reminds me of one of the shots from the old uh, okay, uh, Dungeons and Dragons again, set. So. Okay, I'm going to try to restart my stream so I can actually... Sure. See the big announcement here because my stream is buffering again and I was missing stuff. So I'm finding a lot of a uh, lot of enjoyment from the the cuts to the audience because it looks like that they're finding the very the most uh, interesting you would say people to uh, to to cut to. Oh, yes. What was Thundercats? Yeah. There you are. And they moved on to a. A stream here of uh, maybe G-Force and Matrix. Yeah, I'm still loading. I have black screen here, so yeah, it's going to give you can uh, kind of describe what they're seeing, what you're seeing there. Yeah, sure. we're we're seeing Luke Skywalker at the moment. There you go. Just a couple behind. Uh, continuing to go through a. Different cut shots and making he's going a little bit quicker now. We've moved on to Spider Man. Peter Parker showing up, holding up the costume, saying with with being geek, great power comes great responsibility. Uh, okay, now I'm caught up here. I'm seeing Doom Two. Okay. <laughs> and my stream's buffering again. Ooh. I think it's a warlock I just saw on the on the audience. <laughs> yes. And this is uh, aliens, I think. Aliens. Now? Yeah, Ripley okay. aliens. We've just seen the one of uh, Batman in the Lightning, and now um, the Matrix. Yeah. Thor. Right. So that's Thor from com the yes. comics, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I actually believe it when he says that. That Thrall got one because of Thrower. <laughs> and that is Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, we've just caught up with Spider Man. Oh, okay. some of the audience shaking their heads. <laughs> Uh, Principia, we have no idea why they're going through it, but we're all curious where it's going to lead. Yep. Okay, my stream froze. <laughs> yeah, I just 
he's talking about the late night Doom 2 sessions. I can definitely agree with that. Okay. I've never been so terrified in my life. <laughs> yeah, I can believe it. I can believe that. Three hundred. Uh, this next geek is uh, definitely geeky. <laughs> geek is Tarando. <laughs> Are you looking forward to the uh, Thor movie later on? Um, I'm interested to see what it's going to be like. Yeah. Geek is Avatar is the next one. Definitely. I don't know a single geek that didn't like that movie. I disagree. I think an awful lot of a lot of them did. We have the cutest of Borg. Mm-hmm. We're just going through the uh, EverQuest screenshot. Okay. That's an Im image from the Dungeon Master's Guide from Dungeons & Dragons, uh, I think, second edition. Okay. I wouldn't have known that, so... <laughs> <laughs> We just had 300s flash up on screen here. So there you go. Rapturous applause. He's going through understanding how it all started with graph paper and funny looking dice. Geek is the one true ring. <laughs> it's called like what do you what do you think about what you said that Lord of the Rings started all is I, I would think that would you? No, I can understand where some of the concepts came from the Lord of the Rings, but I I really think that it was back with uh, Gary Gygax and uh, and Dungeons and Dragons. I think that 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 movement kind of started to where we're at today. The whole thought of getting adventurers together, creating a game, um, having different classes to to, to adventure and to solve quests or, or kill a, an end game vampire or whatever the, the dungeon might have been. I, I tend to think that a lot of what Diablo and World of Warcraft really ha lends itself back to Dungeons and Dragons. Not that you know, Gary didn't, Gary Gygax and the, those creators there didn't get some of the ideas from Lord of the Rings, but as a direct influence, I think it's I think it's D and D. Okay. Your thoughts? I. Uh I, I actually agree with Metzen that the ideas and the, the themes behind all current fantasy art and, and stories leads back in some way to Lord of the Rings. It, the, without that, the ideas presented in, in uh, dungeon, uh, like Dungeons and Dragons and all that stuff would not have been realized. Um, I I can agree to a certain extent, but I think there's an awful lot of stuff that did come before Lord of the Rings. I think it's just that Lord of the Rings is pretty much the fulcrum, you, you know, kind of catalyst for 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 it, rather than it all leading back to that specific. I 
I agree, but I don't agree. I think that's true to say. So I think it was something that helped bring a lot of the fantasy literature more mainstream. Uh, and I think it's something that's it, it's managed to do time and again, both in terms of the original books, and then as the uh, books turn into radio plays and then into the movies that we've all um, known and enjoyed. I think it's managed to have that success repeatedly. this point he's trying to describe how it's important that although creating the game and creating the vitamin uh, the the environment sometimes will feel like a business they have to remember to to, to always ratchet it back and that uh it comes it's game first and uh it, that excitement will come from there and not from the game from, not from the business aspect of it so he's just finished up with um the, uh, the Superman sequence. Yeah, there's, I mean, this is the last one, I think. Very much a speech about identity. Mm. Which... So... Oh, sorry, go ahead, sorry. No, I've already lost the thread of that thought wherever <laughs> the hell it was going. So, uh, he's, he's now going on to what he's actually here to announce after all of that. He's calling okay. up the Diablo fans like he did last time. So we're, I assume we're going to have either cinematic or the new class, both maybe. <laughs> and there's already people at the uh, Diablo 3 stations trying out the new content. I think okay, so we have, we have a final class for Diablo 3 and officially about to be announced. In a matter of seconds, they will release, uh, unveil the fifth and final class. So now we're seeing cinematic type screen here. And my, oh, there we go. Now my feed is buffering a little bit, but we're seeing a plated character of some sort. Picks up something and sees a vision of, of some sort. I'm getting some pretty bad lag. Yeah, the so am I. Images look good. This is this something to be uh, playing the audio from or something in our later episodes. Sure. They've, we... they've just started kicking in the Diablo 3 uh, video here. Okay. It's coming through nice and clean for us. Well, it's late. I would take late over what I'm seeing, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, ours is coming through in glorious HD at the moment. Um, but it's um, we, we, we've got about a minute's worth of latency. So Yeah, and mine just keeps buffering, so that's causing problems. Okay, we're starting to get the cinematic visual now. Okay. Red Blizzard Entertainment logo. And opens up with what looks like blood drawn in a, um, a kind of 
um, spell configuration. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. Uh, various corpses lying on the floor. I think the person on screen here now is using a crossbow of some sort, dual dual wielding crossbows. Okay, so I believe the new class is a hunter. So dual dual wielding crossbows, something people hunters in World of Warcraft have been wanting for years. You bet. Some very jealous hunters out there now, I think. <laughs> that is one kick-ass looking bow. Gotta say. I don't know. From looking at the start with the um, the sigil on the ground, uh, lighting and fire. Okay, so I gotta say the gameplay footage, the the, the multiple uh, arrows shooting out, that looks really awesome. Uh, looks really, really awesome from what I can actually see when it doesn't freeze up. Looks like they've done a fabulous job of rendering the 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 environment. This is going to be a uh, quite a quite a game. Oh, for sure. It's uh, it, it's looking like a really well well designed, well polished game. Uh, for those in our chat room, the the effect almost looks sort of like a fan of knives effect from WoW. Um, but it, it really, it really looks different from that. Um, it looks really, really cool from what I can see again. We'll, we'll, we'll all, I'm sure we'll all watch that before our, our evening show and, uh, take a look more at it at that point, see what, uh, what kind of information we looking can glean at, from it. Yeah. Looking at this, this doesn't appear to be, uh, from the cinematics department. This seems to be, uh, either in, either in-game cinematics or in-game footage, that's, um, that's been rendered a bit like the Rathgate cinematic almost. Okay. Uh, it, it looked polished. Um, uh, somebody's asking if there's a release date. I don't know. My, my feed has completely frozen up at this point. So. No release date yet from us. I mean, that gameplay, No. it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. At the very end, they, uh, they announced the new class. I don't know if you want us to, uh, to spoil it for you. Is that that's well, a hunter, go right? For it. Don't worry about spoiling us too. Yeah, it looks like that's going to be the demon hunter. Cool. Very now, very cool. I, I hear audio. It almost sounds like a, a cinematic of some sort, but I'm not I'm not sure. All I'm seeing is the uh, all I'm getting is the audio. I'm not hearing the uh, I'm not seeing the video at all. So yeah, demon hunter class. We've just seen the announcement. There you go. Uh, So what do you what do you see now, Skolnik? Because I'm I'm just seeing a black screen here. So uh, the last thing that I paused on for me is the talk about the beta. Um, this is the class based combat, and they're just going into some of the the mechanics that are based on that. Not being a, a Diablo person myself, I don't really know how to how it applies versus how the current game or Diablo two worked, but it does look very very good. team-based battles. So really trying to, to push the, the PvP uh, PvP envelope, it looks like. Yeah, well, it, 
that's just what they um they, they've just announced that here and we're looking at the the pvp battle arenas video and it, that seems quite surprising as a diablo 3 move uh, from something that was pretty much traditionally a dungeon-based affair i don't i don't mm -hmm. think i'm surprised about it because the pvp element well it's play it's essentially player created content and this is what has been the driving force behind well, Warcraft 3. Warcraft 3 has remained so popular for so long. And if they're going to do Diablo 3, I reckon they'll want it to have, you know, that, that they want it to have more a community because that's what is so strong about all the other Blizzard games is the community aspect, either through matches or through the third party sort of WoW communities for, for things like, you know, for, for World of Warcraft. So I... Not surprised by it. But so you're thinking if they, if they build the type of mechanics and the type of uh, uh, player versus player gameplay that is really fun and really accepting by the community as a whole, it'll be something that'll really outlive the game, uh, the, the initial yeah. re launch of the game, but will last for many, many years beyond. Yeah, I mean, we see a lot of, uh, sort of downloadable content aspect of, of, of sort of single player games is, is, is absolutely huge at the moment. Um, well, it's not absolutely huge, but it's been a way for everyone to extend that. So if you can then include the community aspect, the, the PvP aspect in something that's very much been, you know, a certain way all its time, you, you're just extending your, your reach, you're extending your portfolio for, pe for people to enjoy in a way that they may not have enjoyed before. I think I agree with that. I also hope that there's going to be a lot of introduction of uh, PVE con uh, play created content. Um, I, I would, I'd like to see things like wh where you've got the, the old Dungeons and Dragons um, setup where you could create your own the maps. You mean, yeah. You could create your own maps and you could create your own adventures and stories, putting that in there. But I'm not sure if that would turn up. All right, so uh, it looks like they're about to show the Cataclysm trailer again. I hear audio, but I don't see anything right now. I'm hitting refresh at the moment. Yeah, it looks like they're... Yeah, it definitely sounds like they're playing the cinematic for Cataclysm. Uh, they, they dropped the lights on the studio. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna, we're going to be quiet for that bit because someone here hasn't seen it yet. So, okay, okay. So yeah, it's definitely Cataclysm trailer. We're seeing the hammers on the anvil. I gotta say that this trailer, even even now, this cinematic looks absolutely awesome here. Like I've watched this dozens of times already, and it still looks absolutely epic to me. I can't imagine what it would be like to be in the audience right now with that type of screen and the audio to, to, to see this type of a, a visual. Quite amazing. Let me say for the record, I would not want to be in uh, Booty Bay when that wave was coming. <laughs> I, 
I would not want to be in Stranglethorn when that wave came. <laughs> or in Thousand Needles on the ground, because that would be very painful. I don't think I could swim that fast up to the surface. So it does appear that the cinematic is uh, the, the same that we've uh, become accustomed to. Yeah, it looks like that to me. I like how the flames look almost like real flames in this. Like, it looks like they took spent a lot of time out getting this just right. Yep. This part right here in the cinematic, uh, right near the end, is where it really makes, he really makes me mad because he destroys all those awesome statues there. <laughs> yeah. And it, the crowd is now cheering. It looks as though the uh, cinematic has... Uh, concludes the opening ceremonies. It, it does appear to be so, yeah. So, um, just gonna turn my stream down here since I'm sure the talking heads there will do some analysis that I don't really need to hear. What do you guys think of, uh, of that? Not really much new information. We did have the new and final class for Diablo 3. Um, what, what do you guys think of that overall? And I'm, I'm sure that our European guests here are, are not quite uh, caught up with us yet. But Skolnick, what did you think of the uh, overall opening ceremonies? I think it was adequate. I think that it was exciting. It uh, it did exactly what it was supposed to, which is get everybody excited for being there. Uh, people came there for different reasons. Uh, for us, it happens to be World of Warcraft. But there's a lot of people who are excited about Diablo, excited about StarCraft. And I think that how they introduced everything and got the crowd going is exactly what needed to be done. Just prove to everybody that they are geeks and that everyone has a, a shared purpose and uh, made it exciting for everybody. So it was you know, no surprises yet. Uh, nothing really um, shocking, but it really did get everybody pumped up and excited. So I think it was really well done. Yeah, I can, I can pretty much agree with that. I think, um, I think, that the devil's going to be in the details with this BlizzCon. I, it's it's not for the, you know, we, we had the awesome class announcement for the Diablo fans, but as far as, as far as Cataclysm is concerned, it's very much, uh, you got, you're got you going to have to listen to all the panels to find the things that are really going to intrigue us because we, we already know a lot, so. Well, yeah, I mean, really, Hastur put it best in the chat room. They blew their surprise before BlizzCon. You know, they... They, they could have saved that cinematic. They could have just been happy with the commercial. Uh, but instead, they chose to to put that out there uh, beforehand. And um, I think they really blew it on that one. I think they should have waited for it. Yeah, I'm surprised that they uh, actually released the, like, the um, cinematic before BlizzCon. There were a couple of bits and pieces that I was, I was surprised they weren't holding back. I was surprised they didn't hold back uh, patch 4.0 until um, BlizzCon. I was surprised they uh, released the gave out the release date before BlizzCon as well. I think I was expecting those kind of announcements to be the big things for this show. 
it only makes me feel that they must have even more up their sleeve. Um, right. But I also think that this is kind of, that they've already announced a lot about Cataclysm and it's already in beta and there's a lot of information out there. So I think they're trying to use this to bring some of their other games up to the, the forefront again and say, hey, we're not just about Warcraft. Yeah, because right. the, I mean, really the uh, Diablo battle arenas is the big announcement, I think, because it's it's a departure for that particular franchise. I would have to agree with that because even uh, at the panel right now, they've gone back to interview uh, Metzen, and I'm sure that the screen will rotate and change as uh, every event comes up. But at this point, it's Diablo three is behind him, so I think that really putting that on the forefront, putting that as the focus um, of this BlizzCon may be what they really have in mind. You know, everyone's excited about Cataclysm, but because it's, it's Blizzard, it's don't forget about our other other uh, our other offerings. That there's a lot of a lot we have to offer here, and especially uh, Diablo three. Yeah, I mean, it's at some point they're going to have to they're going to be changing IP with the with the MMO when it if when if um, and they need to make sure that all their franchises are strong. Basically, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, their their franchises are huge for them. Uh, it's really um, it's really interesting that they didn't announce the new new IP. A lot of people thought they were going to this time. But really, the the schedule when it was announced gave everybody who has, you know, been paying attention to BlizzCons for a while, you know, we all knew that that was not going to be in this one. Uh, last year, when they, they were announcing Cataclysm, there was that empty spot right after the opening ceremony for them to talk about Cataclysm. Um, it wasn't labeled as such, but it was there to um, it was there for them to to hear and and to talk about. Um, this one, there was no empty spot. So we kind of knew there wasn't going to be anything new. Do you think Blizzard has room for a fourth IP? I mean, right now we have uh, every couple of years a, Blizz a, a Warcraft expansion. We have two more chapters in the StarCraft II story, plus any expansions beyond that of, this, the, of that story, which is highly likely, I would think. Um, and then we also have Diablo III, which will be out in a year or two or three, whenever it's going to be out. Do you think they have room for a fourth IP that they can promote as strongly as they have their current IPs? I think that's kind of a question of sort of game company growth, almost. I mean, in terms of, I don't know how they, I don't know how they compare to other studios in terms of the amount of games they turn out. You know, what's what's the average for for a reasonably big game company to turn out in over how many years? You know, they, I think it's quite a low average they've got. Yeah, but I mean, when you when you look at companies like Sony or Bioware, Blizzard's not those companies. They are a very unique company when it comes to to gaming companies. They're not your EA. They're not those big companies that can have twenty different games that they're currently, you know, supporting. Um, Blizzard has has I think intentionally over the years limited how many they do. And limited okay. the, the number of, of titles they have because they want those, they want those four or five titles, uh, three to whatever to yeah. be their focus. They don't want yeah. to have you know a few developers on this and a few developers on that, and whenever those come out, they come out. And they're not they're not a scattershot approach. They are a um, they are a focused, dedicated approach to what they're working on. 
Yeah, I think that's right. I think that they, they do tend to have a lot of focus on what, what they're trying to produce. But I also think that they, they've talked in the past about things that they've been working on behind the scenes that they haven't um, decided to pursue. Things like Project Nomad. Uh, which was this kind of wasteland style. Um, I think they were playing an MMO with that. That was uh, something that they talked a bit about last uh, BlizzCon. I think that they've they realised that eventually people are going to get bored of um, the whole Warcraft environment and the fantasy environment that they're producing, even though they're creating new content. It, it's like someone gradually gets tired of the same theme over and over again. And I think that they realise they have to have something else to come in to replace that in the fullness of time. But I think they're quite happy to have the time to sit and develop and iterate on it, which is one of their real strong points, and until they feel they need to bring that to the forefront. I think until that time arises, they're, they're happy leading it right They're going to let it ferment to uh, keep with the uh, beer. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's, that's true. I think they've got space for it, and I think they could quite easily... Uh, announce it now but I think there's no real need to people are still getting their teeth into Cataclysm and Cataclysm does feel like a reboot almost of the Warcraft uh, MMO sure. in terms sure. of the way that the mechanics have been redesigned and so on yeah, it almost ends up being the the expansion uh, a second game if you will I think that just as you mentioned I think when people get burned out on the quote unquote Lord of the Rings style gameplay that is World of Warcraft Blizzard has done a very good job to try to uh, separate their environments and separate their entities into different things. You have space, you have the Lord of the Rings type environment. And so I, I highly doubt that they would reboot their new MMO to be one of those two things. And I think that Cataclysm, like you said, is, is really that new World of Warcraft expansion, if you will, that is something we would never get to World of Warcraft Part Two, for example. Um, so I'm really curious to see what the new MMO's theme will be, because I, I doubt that, that it will be like World of Warcraft, and I doubt it will be like the um, StarCraft type of environment. So I'm curious what they're going to do to make it different and make it worth uh, players like ourselves yeah. to to try it out. Yeah, I mean, a new IP is a huge risk, um, but uh, we all knew that already, but it's such a huge risk. I... I, I you know, maybe sort of tentative hopes for next year, but at this stage, I don't think so. And what? I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say, in in terms of style of IP, I think that that Pewter's got it right. I I think that a, a StarCraft style MMO is probably the wrong thing to be looking at right now with the success of the RTS. And I think that a, a Diablo-esque style MMO would just have too many conflicts with with World of Warcraft. I think that you could have a sci-fi based MMO, but then you're running up against things like uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, uh, Jumpgate Evolution, and the other sci-fi MMOs which are, are slated to come out this year and next year. Um, I think that there are other ways you could look at trying to hit that genre, things like a, a Farscape style setting or a, um, uh, a future, a, a near future setting which could work, but um, I, I don't think that it would be... I think it's it's too early to release that kind of stuff. I think it's better to that other people come out with what they're offering and see how the dust settles and then say, well, this is what we're planning to do. Yeah. You know, I, I, I 
really the one thing that strikes me about about this one and last year what do you guys think about the fact that Chris Metzen has announced has done the major announcements the last two BlizzCons I hadn't actually had any thought on that um guess I I think it's it's kind of a he's a very good public speaker he does a lot of voice work for Blizzard as well which um and he's got a big that's partly because he's got a very striking and imposing voice and he's good at um getting people engaged either a seen audience that he's reacting to or an unseen audience that he's trying to uh, feel the emotions of um i think he's a better speaker than mike morheim in a lot of respects which is probably why he's on stage to do these kinds of things i think mike morheim's a a, a great ceo but I think in terms of public speaking, Chris Metzen's an awful lot better, which is why they have uh, him to do it. The cult of the tech personality kind of thing. <laughs> it's, I mean, I mean, the sort of thing it kind of reminded me of is, is very much uh, Apple and Steve Jobs, pretty much. Um, okay. It's He's hugely popular with the Blizzard fan base in general. Um, so why wouldn't you get that hugely popular person who's good at pop, you know, good at public speaking to open everything for you? Yeah, and, yeah. If, and if Chris, if Chris says it and people are really acceptive of what he says and when he says it, you know, it's only going to sound that much better. Yeah, exactly. But, but plus he, he does have that iconic voice that he, I'm fairly certain he's the voice of Deathwing. He was definitely the voice of Thrall. Um, definitely a lot of the voices that we've heard in, in major characters in world of Warcraft. Yeah, I, I've heard a few people saying they're getting a little bit tired of that when, when, when you sort of hear a voice and it's like, oh, yeah, it's Chris Metzler again kind <laughs> of uh, reaction. But but his voice is that – it is that voice that people are used to seeing and hearing in World of Warcraft. He is that character or that uh, that voice we, we expect. I mean, I I would actually be a bit sad if he wasn't a voice of, of a character – um, frequently, personally, if that was, but that's just my point of view, and I'm a bit, a bit biased on that. <laughs> I think that there's, um, and if you've ever played a uh, RPG called Oblivion, okay. where you, if you've ever played that game, you have uh, the same two or three people doing all the voice acting in that game, and although it's trying to make the whole game feel rich and immersive. It just makes the whole thing feel very small and very, um, very isolated. Okay. I, I can see that. I mean, really, they, they do have a large variety of voices. Yes, he does play some of the bigger names in the game. Um, but yeah, they, they can definitely get in some other names. I mean, they, they somehow found a, 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 a exact sound alike for their... Um, the person who announces their like does the uh, opening intros for all of their uh, races. I, I don't know how they did that when the original guy died. They found someone who then sounds exactly like him to to replace him. That baffles me. <laughs> I've always found the kind of the, the way they do voice acting to be quite interesting. Um, I, I think they really need to look at uh, pulling out different uh, people. I think they did a great job in hiring the the StarCraft two voice actors that they have but I think that for World of Warcraft they really need to start thinking 
a bit more flexibly about who they they're having. Um, I think, for example, the Worgen voices. For, as an English person, they are they're great on me. Something chronic. Yeah, I've always wondered what the 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 voices of the Worgen, who are supposed to be old English, uh, in their in their sound and their mannerisms, uh, would be like for somebody who is actually English. Uh, so, so not really a fan of the the voice work. I always find them um, a bit kind of uh, grating because it's it's a case of uh, you always feel like they're kind of insulting almost. They they feel like they're they're trying to make an attempt and they're desperately trying to sound English without hiring any English voice actors. So <laughs> it's a case of why. Why, why have you gone through all this effort? Why can't you just get some people from your Dublin call centre or something and get them to do the voice acting? Sure, you get a better result. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely the, uh, definitely a lot of work they could do in that regard. Um, and, you know, maybe, maybe a suggestion should be put into Blizzard to uh, do a bit better on their voice acting in the future. But uh, what do you guys think um, of the, the panels coming up today? Sorry, go ahead, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, voice acting is better than some games. So, it could be a whole lot worse. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's there's always worse that could be... Um, there's always worse that we could see in the game. Sorry, in terms of the panels that are coming up later on today, I'm interested in the Dungeons & Raids panel. I'm hoping to see uh, an idea of the evolution of the Dungeons & Raids from Vanilla WoW all the way through to what they're playing in um, um, Cataclysm. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I've seen a certain amount of them already in beta, so I'm I'm, inter I'm interested in the commentary on them rather than seeing more information about them, if that makes sense, seeing what they personally feel about them. Okay. Why they're created in such a way. Yeah. I, That's you know, exactly it. I, I'm actually hoping that the Dungeons & Raid panel does give it a, a bit of a preview as to what's going to be coming up in the next... Um, you know the next expand. You know the next patch to Cataclysm. Uh, we had we saw sure. last year a lot of information about uh, the um, the dungeons that were coming at launch, Firelands and Aldum and and all of these. But we really didn't see a lot of the dun a lot of the dungeons beyond the expansion. Uh, what's going to come up in four point one and two and three or whatever is going to however many patches they're going to be. Um, that's what I'm looking forward to that one. The one I'm looking forward to, though, most today at least, is the quests and lore panel. Uh, as a lore freak, and uh, I'm sure that my co-host, uh, my normal co-host for all things Azeroth Shade, I'm sure she'll be there if she's not too busy in the uh, in in the gaming uh, the um, uh, game show panel room where, wherever they're having that, trying to beat everybody and successfully beating it everybody at at lore. <laughs> um, trivia quest contests because uh, honestly I don't know anybody who's as much of a lore freak as she is except maybe Gracier Gracier is probably more or at least equal in in lore knowledge I, I, I would go with Shades at the moment I've, I've heard, sort of listened to her talk so eloquently about so many different lore things just kind of off the cuff it just it's stunning to listen to her yeah she, she's can you tell I'm a fangirl <laughs> I mean it's kind of good that she's not actually you know hosting right now with us because i would be kind of going oh my god and that would be weird <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she'd appreciate it but uh 
we do we do have uh, two Warcraft panels today, as well as a live raid. Um, the first panel we'll have is the uh, Dungeons and Raid panel at 1.30 to 2.30. Then we have a Quests and Lore at 3 to 4. And lastly, we have the Warcraft or the Warcraft live raid, 4.30 to 5.30. Um, I assume that'll be ICC. Do you guys, is that what you guys think? Or do you think it'll be a Cataclysm raid? I'm hoping it'll be... Because what was it last year? It was... Um... It was TOC, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm hoping they're not going to do the repeat of last year's one, which was um, Trial of the Champions, because effectively you, you don't see much of the architecture. You just see uh, 25 people in a circular room, uh, and everyone who's done Trial of Champions knows it's really, really, really boring. I'm hoping they look at either uh, Ice Crown, and they go through the evolution of, um, of Ice Crown and the high points and the low points for them, or they... Uh, look at the the new raids that they've just started beta testing now. Um, they've opened up two of the tier eleven raid dungeons at the moment, so um, I'm, we might get a bit of a teaser of them. Yeah, they're, I'll be very they're beta testing those. It, it, what do you guys think that these these big name raids raiders are going to be when they've never seen this content before? Do you think it's going to be inter- Like, do you think it's going to be um, a lot of wiping or? Will they give them an easy raid to make it look good? They didn't make it easy last year, if I remember correctly. Um, <laughs> no, because these these are the players who who go in and figure figure this stuff out, um, and it's that sort of mindset that can cope with this sort of thing. Um, yeah, and I mean that's part of the reason it's so fun. It's seeing um, players playing at a level where you don't, and how they cope with 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 new effects and how their experience play how their their long experience in raiding players into coping with with new encounters um i would agree if it was just I think if it they're... was just a raid preview it would be kind of eh, whatever yeah if you could see that they knew what they were doing it wouldn't be interesting yeah i, I tend to agree i think that they're going to serve the the raid cold i think it's going to be difficult i think it's going to be at at the level that they uh, expect to eventually release it so if in fact these are the the best raiders if these are the people that have uh the the hard skill Seeing them wipe will be rather fun, <laughs> so, yeah. and I think it's going to be the kind of challenge that we're going to want to see, and the, the kind of interaction that they have with the uh, the yeah. bosses and oh, NPCs. Yeah. It'll be fun. I think that's one of the things that's quite often missed is that for a lot of us, the um, when you first experience a raid, it's a case of downloading the strategy guide or um, having a look at some videos on YouTube of how to do X encounter or uh, Y boss. Um, Whereas for certain groups, they're always doing it fresh, and they're always the the first groups of people who are who are trying these encounters. It would be interesting to work out how they think, and how they approach encounters, and the decisions that they're making, and the tactics they're trying out. I'm hoping that we'll get audio commentary from the raiders as they're doing them, so that maybe some kind of um, voice chat stream or something, to just just to make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, I think they said that uh, in in the pre-opening ceremony stuff. I think they had said that they will be having commentary from uh, several of the raid de- designers at Blizzard. Uh, so that will be uh, that will be interesting to see, to hear what uh, what they will do um, and what they will say and, and what kind of tips they'll give as to what has been uh, designed in the in this mindset. I think that's going to be interesting. I also think it's going to be interesting to see are we used how they create encounters, whether they say uh, whether they approach it as a panic where you have different 
elements from different previous encounters that you blend together or whether it's just uh, okay we came up with this really cool mechanic and this is how we put it all together yeah it, it, it's it's interesting I, I i really hope it'll be a cataclysm one because it'll be um it'll be interesting to see how these raiders do against unseen content yep agreed i'm also intrigued by some of the other um uh, segments that you've got uh, throughout the rest of the day as well. There's a ton for StarCraft II. Um, we've got the cinematics one, we've got Secrets of the Masters one, we've got the custom maps and editor, and the story Q&A as well. So there's an awful lot of StarCraft II stuff. Oh, they've got, I mean, within, with the release of the new class, I mean, they're actually talking about the uh, new class and how they, design, how they came to Demon Hunter and what they're actually trying to redesign. Um, so they're talking about the aesthetics, they're talking about the mechanics, and it's it, it's already, I, I'm, I am getting quite distracted already because it, I'm very fascinated by the, by the process of game design. So hearing them talk about, currently they're talking about the early concept of a woodland ranger and how it becomes what they've got now. Um, so it's intriguing, even though I'm not really a Diablo person, so. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the surprising aspects for me. They've had their big announcement for Diablo 3, yet they've only got the one panel today. So it's kind of surprising for me. Yeah, I mean, they do have, um, they have one going on right now, a, a gameplay uh, one. And then I assume tomorrow, it looks like here they'll have uh, Crafting Sanctuary one in the morning for uh, Diablo 3, and then they'll have another one in the afternoon, an open Q&A for Diablo 3. So they do have only three panels. That is, a, or sorry, four panels, sorry. Uh, no, sorry, three, actually. Yeah, just, just the three panels for Diablo 3. That is a bit surprising, but um, that kind of tells me that they're probably not all that close to having that done at this point. What do you guys think? I would agree with that. Yep. Um, they're trying to it stoke the slow, burning, smoldering fire that will eventually become a blaze of publicity, I think they're hoping, to use yep. a very bad metaphor. Yeah, that works. I think that it's just similar to how Cataclysm was, was uh, discussed last year, where they were able to drop just enough hints to get us talking, to get us excited, and to keep scouring the the sites for more information. Yeah, I mean, they, I felt they actually talked about it a lot last year. They talked about it in the class panel. They did the in the Q and A. The panel was all about Cataclysm changes, like stats changing and and raids that were coming up and dungeons they were working on. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how much the Diablo 3 stuff goes into that and whether there'll be any really surprising information or good information out of those. Um, we'll have to wait and see, I think, on that one. Um, so what are you guys... Uh, what are you guys looking forward to in the in the competitions? Are you guys more looking for the World of Warcraft stuff or the StarCraft matches? World of Warcraft stuff. I you know this is this is a complete sort of World of Warcraft fest here. Gaz may be slightly uh, differently inclined. Yeah, I I will probably watch the uh, the, the Warcraft um, PvP matches, but uh, I think I've got to be honest. My heart's in the uh, the StarCraft two matches. I always uh, interest in watching the, the strategies and stuff uh, and see how the strategies are being played out. So that's that's the key thing for me. Um, I'm also really interested in seeing the 
contest later on today as well. I think that's going to be the, the, the highlight of the day for me. I think my highlight, and again, we really don't know what we're going to hear. I think my highlights for today um, are likely to be probably the quest and lore panel uh, for Warcraft. That's probably what I'm looking forward to for highlights. Um, the World of Warcraft brackets, those are going to be interesting to see how players are going to are going to fare against each other. Um, I'm assuming this is raiding um, or sorry, arenas uh, type matches, and not really my my place, like not really what I focus on in World of Warcraft. But uh, it will be interesting to see, um, you know, how things come out and how that impacts upon raids in the future. Yeah, I think that there's there's always a kind of issue with um, how law and 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 so on impacts the, the various different story. I got to, I hark back to when I first heard about the um, amount of lore that and the amount of phasing that they put into the original um, Cataclysm setup. I was paranoid that it was just going to be a very empty and plain experience, but it, it's um, it's actually shaped up to be quite something that's actually quite involved, and I'm I'm quite happy with how it's evolved now. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's gonna be an interesting day, and of course, we'll be back uh, later this evening about uh, nine about nine p.m. Uh, Pacific time will be when the uh, the evening show starts uh, here on uh, the All Things Azeroth uh, stream at ustream.tv. Uh, you can find us at all at uh, live.allthingsazeroth.com. Uh, the pre-show starts at about half an hour before, and of course, we'll be in the chat room. Uh, the stream will actually probably be up most of the day, um, just giving people a chance to talk about what they're seeing, what they're uh, hearing, and uh, give get their reaction. Discuss with like like-minded fans and uh, and people who are excited about BlizzCon just as well as the rest of us. But uh, that is going to be about it for this episode of uh, uh, the obscure All Things BlizzCon weekend, uh, the morning, epi morning episode for Friday covering the opening ceremonies. Uh, before we do go, though, um, those in the chat room, please stick around. We'll have one giveaway before we do uh, wrap up the stream, uh, or at least wrap up the morning bit of coverage for the stream. Um, and uh, we will, uh, of course, have more giveaways this evening. So if you guys are listening to this uh, uh, in the downloads and and it's still possible to catch us, we have shows uh, going on um, Friday morning, Friday night, Saturday morning and Saturday night. If you can catch one of these shows, definitely do so um, live because there's, there's going to be a lot of really cool uh, discussion and, of course, lots of awesome prizes. So uh, thanks again to our sponsor at Taverncraft. Uh, check them out for some really awesome, high-quality drinkware. And uh, they're, they make stuff in the Warcraft universe, Lord of the Rings universe, and, of course, uh, lots of really cool stuff in the Warhammer universe as well. Um, but uh, any final words from, uh, from the people on the show here? Uh, no, but we're going to be sticking around a bit as well. We, we're not going to be on all the time, but we're going to be... Burying our heads in in all things Warcraft, I think. You you mean you're you're not you're not going to get some sleep? We're no. not sleeping. No, we'll still we'll, wow. we won't. So so uh, you, you're keeping an American schedule the, the next couple of days, right? Yeah, yeah pretty much. We're, we're going to be nice. uh, once we wrap up the show. We're going to be sitting back, uh, having a few beers, and completely geeking out over what's being fed to us over the live stream, uh, and then we'll be continuing with that until the uh, early hours of. 5.30, 6 a.m. on Saturday morning when we join you guys for the Friday evening show. 
So you're going to join us in the morning for the evening show. Gotcha. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) We can't guarantee what state we're going to be in at that point. Yeah, I think our Friday PM show is going to be sponsored by caffeine more than anything else. Um, I got a coffee and God knows what else. Well, I I would think that uh, a very good container to put some of that caffeine would be a tavern craft stein if you have one. So yes, um, I would. Anything from you there, Skolnick? No, I'm really looking forward to checking out the panels and uh, trying to gather as much as I can uh, for tonight's show. It's going to be really great. And, and if you, if there was one place at, at BlizzCon, Skolnick, that you could take your Warcraft less traveled, where would you be right now if you could? Oh, if I'd uh, be there. The lore panel would be great. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing the what they're going to introduce when it comes to the raids and dungeons. Um, as we mentioned before, I think that there was no big surprise. There was no big uh, Easter egg that they announced in the opening ceremonies, but I really think they're going to sprinkle a lot of the small things throughout all the little panels. So that's where I'd be. I'd be right there at the panels. And of course, be, be back here for the, uh, for the evening coverage here at All Things Azeroth. Well, definitely. So, so rather than being a, a kind of exciting, uh, deep, rich cake of uh, ex- excitement, it's more of a kind of delicious donut with that kind of interesting frosty topping that you get. You know, the kind of <laughs> thousands and millions. We're going on to food metaphors now to, instead of beer. I, I had to sneak a food metaphor in there somehow. It works. All right. Uh, well, thank you again, everybody, for tuning in to the uh, Obscure All Things BlizzCon weekend, uh, show number one. Uh, stay tuned to the feed. Um, the show will be ready for download sometime in the next 12 hours or so. And uh, we will be back again soon. So uh, thanks, everybody, for stopping by. Uh, take care. Happy hunting. And we'll see you on the other side of many different panels. Indeed. Hey, that's not that's my line. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll fight you for it. <laughs>